That's so Raven, it's the future I can see. That's so Raven, it's so mysterious to me. Is this does this song sound like that song? No, it just I don't know. I felt like you could totally fit the the chorus to that so the that's so Raven theme song into this for some reason. I, I don't know. I feel like we started in the middle of the episode. <laughs> But Jessica's like, way. I've got something we can start with. I'm like, okay. I no, don't no, know. no, 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 no. What <laughs> happened was we sat down and I'm like, hey, do you have anything? And Danny's sitting here staring at his phone across from me and he's like, no. And I'm like, okay. Um, well, I mean, I have something that like I thought of earlier and I guess I could just open the show with that. And here we are. Here we are. <laughs> so is that acceptable? No. I need an operation. The Lord, please operate. I need an operation. Move the pride, extract the hate. Bring the color back into my cheeks because my flesh is wrong and my spirit's weak. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sadie Hawkins Pod. Hello, everyone. Hawkins Pod? Hello, Hello. welcome to Sadie Hawkins Pod. I just hit a like mind wall as Uh-oh. we started like i went from like yeah i'm ready let's record to what <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> oh it's so hot it is not that hot it's in so here. hot in here how is it not hot in here maybe it's all the drugs i'm taking what because i'm preparing for my operation because this week if you're preparing for an operation then you would not be taking anything you'd have to be especially if you're if they have to put you under yeah so uh you're right yeah we oh that's something because i've been i've kind of been fretting this episode because i'm like oh what do we have to really talk about because we decided to like go ahead rich melodic core of this song right that's what we have to talk about we decided to do off you know a couple weeks after what can i what can I do is like, uh, let's just knock out the other deepest cut. And that is Operation. And uh, we'll talk about it in a little bit. But the whole time I'm like, do we have much to talk about? There's one fan music video. I doubt that you found much on Google. So I was like, what do we have to talk about? Well, we'll be able to talk about our experiences having operations. Oh, oh we can talk about all our operations. <laughs> And procedures, you know, just because it doesn't involve a scalpel, it's still technically, if it's a procedure, oh boy. it counts. <laughs> okay, here we go. But no, no, <laughs> we still have voicemails. Right. So we have voicemails. You know, I don't know why I started the show that way, because last night I was having a bit of an existential crisis. Because Do tell. <laughs> I may have been feeling a little loose, and Danny started replaying last week's episode, and I was like... Are we cringy or cute? And Danny said he didn't think it mattered. I don't. I know. I said no. 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 I said I don't think there's a difference. (laughs) I said I don't think there's a difference. But I had a very self-aware moment when I was like, "So people listen to us? Do they listen to us? Like we watch bad movies?" (laughs) Sure. Like, it's so bad, it's entertaining podcasts and genre. And do we follow? Oh, into I'm it? sure. Oh, definitely. It definitely is. I mean, I don't, I don't, I can't think of anything I listen to like that. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't quite go so far as to call it hate listening because you, you get enjoyment out of it. But, you know, 
I mean, my dad used to hate listening to talk radio, uh-huh. and it all went over my head. Like, he would listen to talk radio, and, you know, he was conservative, and I didn't know the difference between any of the issues of conservative and liberal and all that, but he'd be listening to someone, he's like, that's so stupid. And I'm like, I don't know what they're talking about, but apparently whatever they're saying, they're saying it the wrong way. So, I don't know. Why did I say that? Had something to do with what you said. Uh, voicemails. Voicemails. That's not why I said that. But anyway, we do have voicemails for some reason. So this is a call that we got about Good King Wenzelsloss. Wenzelsloss. Still don't know how to pronounce it. It's been a, it's been a Maybe week. Maybe that's what the voicemail it. is addressing. Oh, we'll see. Hey, Dan and Jess. This is uh, Sean from Pennsylvania. I haven't called in for a while, um, but I figured I'd... Uh, call in for your Good King Wenceslas episode because I think I actually have something I can comment on. Um, there was, you guys were wondering what the instrument was that was being strummed through a couple of the verses, and I could be wrong, but I believe what they're playing is an auto harp, which is a small string instrument. It has a ton of strings on it. You can push buttons to play different chords or whatever. I think that's what it is. I could be wrong, but the way that it's strummed and everything, I I think that might be what it is. It really fits kind of like the old folksy vibe for it and everything. But yeah, I, I think that's the instrument you want to Google search if you want to figure out what they're playing. So might not be the only person saying this, but I thought I'd just, you know, throw it out there in case nobody did. So yeah, auto harp in uh, Good King Wenceslas. Keep up the good work, guys. Still listening every week. Well, see, Sean's listening. Sean, you, Sean says we're doing good work. He Thank doesn't you. apparently listen because we're a So Bad It's Good podcast. <laughs> well, he didn't explicitly state that, so you never know. <laughs> so thank you. That makes sense. Auto harp. Auto harp, right. Are you familiar with the auto harp, Jessica? No, and I hadn't even really thought of that. But yeah, that would totally make sense. Well, I definitely didn't think about it because I would be like... Is this that thing that Joanna Newsom plays? Who's Joanna Newsom? She's a she's a folksy singer, and she uh, I had her I had her song I had one of her songs on my MySpace <laughs> back during college, <laughs> and then she married Andy Samsberg, Am, a, 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 Adam Sam Adam Samberg. <laughs> The auto harp, or chord zither, is a stringed instrument belonging to the zither family. Ooh. Look out. Don't make fun of the auto harp. It comes from the zither family. The zither family have big money. They'll come at you. Their dad's gonna their dad's gonna get you. What is happening right now? It says it belongs to the zither family. <laughs> it just I makes know. me think it's a person that oh, it belongs to the zither family of the Connecticut Zithers. It's just what it says. I don't know. I just Tonight we're we're enjoying sipping on a, I'm not even drunk. a gift that we got from. We saw some <laughs> friends from Portland this past weekend, and they right. brought some Westward American single malt whiskey, and it's amazing. Well, that explains why you're acting up right now because apparently you've had too much whiskey. But that doesn't explain why I'm acting this way. Anyhow, please continue on. So let's see. Well, that's the auto harp. Who cares? That's the auto harp. That makes sense. That makes sense. That Disregard that be like April harp. sleeping off her whiskey over here in the corner. <laughs> yeah, April had whiskey. Yeah, right. Yeah, when you try to like, like, not that you would ever, not that ever we'd ever want the dog to have liquor. Excuse but it's me. Funny. 
Are you a professional podcaster or not? Why is your phone still on? My phone? Yeah, why why is it not silenced? It is silenced. Oh, yeah, you're right. (laughs) Did it go off before? It's gone off twice now. Oh, well. So uh, the award, the patent for the the auto harp was awarded in 1882. So I guess that makes sense. Now, did we look up when the song um, Good King Wenceslas was written? Uh, yeah, it was in the 1800s. Okay, so the the auto harp at least well, the, existed. The, it's based on like a melody that had been around since ye olden times. Gotcha. But the lyrics were written. Okay, so the song Good King Wenceslas was written in 1853. So then 30 years later, the auto harp comes around. So that kind of lines up. Yeah, there's, sure, there's that 30 years in between, but whatever. Like and it, Wenzelsloss fans were like, oh yeah, game changer. <laughs> game changer for our favorite song. Uh, and then I had one other thing that came up, and that was that, you know, I had uh, DM'd John Schneck about the song last week to try to figure out some information, like who sings what from the verses we couldn't discern and stuff like that. I had also DM'd John Warren, and he didn't get back to us in time for the recording of the show. So he said, apologies, just seeing this. Did you do the episode already? And I said, yes. And I was like, just trying to confirm. We believe the song goes, Tyson, you, Schneck, Hoops, and Dave. And he said, nailed it. And he said, uh, also nailed the order of those verses. Because then I also sent him a rave DJ, which I'll play in a second. And he said the rave DJ nailed it. And he said, you also nailed the order of those verses. So that was the order of cool. Good King okay, Sauce. We did figure that out. And then he said, I'm not sure whose idea it was to do GKW, which I found funny because it made me think of MGK. It's like, you can keep your MGK. <laughs> I got my GKW. But for, the, but for a few of us, and this is the part I really have to bring up to the show this week. But a few of us had heard the Beatles version they did for a fan club thing, and we thought it would be funny to do our own silly version. It kind of snowballed into whatever it was we recorded. So... Boom! I literally said that last week. So, we talked about it last week that it was, you know, people said, oh, the Beatles recovered a version of Good King Wenceslas. And I was like, I've never heard of this. And I, I know I'm not like a Beatles deep cut fan right i i I freely admit (laughs) that i don't know the the beatles deepest cuts but to me i was like if the beatles had a christmas song i feel like the world would know it you know what i mean because like we know all of those beatles it was a very good point you swayed me to your side of the argument right and then the supposed beatles which turns out it is the beatles but the supposed beatles Good King Wenceslas was uploaded to YouTube under the Fad Four, the Fab Four. So I was like, oh, is this just like some tribute band or some like joke? No, it turns out it's like them mucking around in the studio and then releasing those like muck around recordings to just the fan club. So they're just really, really rare and they were never intended for like actual recording you know actual records sold in stores never intended for the radio and i right before john warren dm'd about this i had uploaded good king wenceslas to youtube our because I, I uploaded all our episodes to youtube and it got copyright striked by the beatles <laughs> <laughs> 
And I was like, wait, what? So that's how I found out this is actually the Beatles. Yeah. There you go. Because the Beatles Corporation, its I don't think it's technically called Apple anymore, but like the Beatles... Well, how are the the uh, folks who uploaded the version we listened to on YouTube that still really hanging confusing. out out there? So, you know, we get copyright strikes on the YouTube videos all the time, and I don't care because like we only have like five, we only get like five to ten listens on YouTube at any time, and three of them are usually me. To be honest, I only put them up there because I find when I need to, like, find something from an old episode, it's way easier for me to have them on YouTube ahead of time than to try to, like, go through my phone app or try to go through our files on my computer. It's so much easier to open a bunch of windows, open a bunch of tabs, like, where was that episode? We need to find that clip for whatever, for whatever research reasons. That's why I upload them to YouTube. More for me than for anybody else. So we get copyright claims on our stuff on YouTube all the time, and I never fight them because I don't care about, like, the money. We're not making money on YouTube. We'll never make money on YouTube. But this time, the Beatles copyright striked one of their, like, most who-gives-a-crap songs ever, and their copyright preset rule was not, you can't, no one can see your episode. Because we play, <laughs> what? we play, yeah, we play 15 seconds of their crappy Christmas song. And now your whole episode is blocked. Your what? whole two hour and 10 minute episode for this 15 second clip. Because that is something like if you're a copyright holder. Of Come music. on, Beatles. You are, <laughs> you have enough money. You have enough money. It's ridiculous. There's only two of you left and you're still making bank on your very expensive tickets and such. Selling out Dodger Stadium and whatnot. Rude. So Rude. I, so I, so I, so I, what do you call it? I, I, I contested it. And they were like, okay, well, the copyright holder has, and this is, I do this all the time with when I upload memes and stuff. And I'm like, no, I want this to be out there. I'm going to contest this, whatever. Even if you fail, it doesn't matter because they're not dr- dragging you to court. They just say, oh, we don't agree. And then you just delete it or you cut out the, the section. You can cut it out post upload. But I'm like, you know, no, this this is ridiculous to block the whole episode because we use one of the deepest, worst Beatles songs ever. There are two to three people out there who might find us through YouTube. Well, the episode is up as of us recording this right now, because when you contest it, they allow the episode, to st- they allow your YouTube video to stay up for 30 days until the person, you know, reviews the copyright claim. And if they fail after 30 days, you just get to keep it now. If the Beatles Corporation actually regularly goes back to review their cases on YouTube, who knows? I don't know. This stuff happens all the time with MXPX for me and making memes because, like, certain MXPX albums are, like, really controlled by Universal and certain ones are not controlled that closely by Capital. So, like, I'll upload some MXPX derivative work and Capital Christian doesn't really care or I fight it and they're like, yeah, whatever. But then I upload something from, from like uh, Ever Passing Moment and they're like, no, no, we don't care if this is even whatever. You can't have it. It's like, okay, whatever. But it's just ridiculous to me that the Beatles, like, who? nobody knew that this is a Beatles song. We listened to it and I didn't believe it was really the Beatles. And then they're like, that's our copyright? Like, you can have the copyright, dude. Peace and love, peace and love, man. You can keep the copyright. So thank you, John Warren. Man, they're like Disney. They're out there just (laughs) issuing citations left and right. 
So, uh, here's a segue. Well, that was a good show. Uh, top of top of the show time. <laughs> now I feel like I need an operation, an operation to get into talking about the song this week, which is called Operation, and it's by the band. Hold on. Reliant K. Reliant K with their song Operation. So Jessica, what do you have? When did you hear about? <laughs> She's got water. <laughs> she started laughing with water in her mouth. Uh, you think I know better by now? Yep. Uh, yeah, this song is just interesting. I think the lyrics definitely needed a second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth draft. Yeah. Uh, but. Yeah, the music and the song itself is doing something different. A lot of distortion on the guitars. There's some echo in the vocals. Mm -hmm. A little skate punky. But there's almost like some ska vibes at the very beginning. Just lots of unique stuff going on. Yeah, it's a bouncy song. It's definitely a bouncy song. So it's this song is really interesting because as we've talked about for the last week or two, this is like the deepest this this along with what can i say what can i do this along with what can i do is like the deepest cut of a reliant k song that was officially released you know to the public because there are other songs that are leaked online or songs that were only ever intended as kind of like online things like the autozone cover that we discussed you know that was just a a track and a joke in a video podcast and there's like other songs within the woodland forest videos and stuff but this is a song that was actually released originally on the original creepy ep which was an ep released to promote anatomy of the tongue-in-cheek and then this is a song that you would think would end up on bird and the b-sides especially because other rare tracks from the creepy ep like the Jefferson Airplane demo right. and the pressing on back porch version. Mm-hmm. Those come from the Creepy EP. Those made it to Burden the B-Sides. But two tracks on here did not. And that is this song, Operation, and the acoustic version of Softer to Me. So both of those songs, Softer to Me Acoustic and this song, Operation, ended up as bonus tracks on the first three Gears box set which we reference all the time, that's the first three albums repackaged in a small box set. So on the Anatomy disc, you get these two tracks that weren't on Burden the B-Sides. And I was kind of really surprised at the time because I owned the Creepy EP when it first came out. So when Burden the B-Sides was released, I was actually genuinely surprised that Operation wasn't on there. Then when you look closer at Burden the B-Sides... Even though we had that like uh, Berenstein Berenstein thing where we thought that Burden to B sides, we falsely remembered it as a two disc set, even though it's not. It's the two albums on one disc. It's you know a regular CD can only hold seventy four minutes of music, and Burden to B sides Nashville Tennis is full up to like the seventy three minutes and some seconds. So they had to cut something, and clearly, in hindsight, this week I realized why they cut Operation. <laughs> Because it is there, it's got to be one of the most amateurish sounding, like, properly released studio things. Because in a song like My Cape is Stuck in a Phone Booth, which is only a leaked demo that wasn't officially released in, like, on a disc, 
Like, that's different. Like, when we get to that, we'll talk about that in that context. But this was, like, released on a CD, and it's clearly, like, in a lot of ways, very amateurish. And I'm including some of the songs and some of the ways songs are recorded on All Work and No Play. Right. Like, even a So take a song like William, which is not a great pun about will I am, like, Lord, your will is me, right? It's like, okay, uh, that seems like kind of an amateurish thing that, like, a Christian punk kid would write. But it's so, it, sells the, it sells the concept, you know what I mean? And in a song like uh, uh, Rad, what's that song called? Be Rad. <laughs> Be Rad. That song's awesome. Like, it sounds amateurish and half-baked, but there's just the right amount of, like, abstractness which might not even be on purpose it might just be like his lyric writing wasn't great at the time so it's like ideas don't connect and because the ideas don't connect you're left kind of feeling abstract and you can't say oh this song failed because it didn't quite get an idea and you're just kind of left with this general feeling and it's just fun but this song you're like okay it's a metaphor about like going to the doctor and jesus is and god is the doctor and you need an operation and then in a very decent way, it over-delivers. He, he f- tries to wring out every possible pun and joke and clever turn of phrase he can from that concept. Th- th- I don't think there was, like, gold in them there, Hills. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yes. yes, he got every <laughs> lyrical concept he could from that idea, but none of them were good enough. And so I see why this ended up as a B-side. Even though musically it's fun, it's bouncy... I remember this song a lot better than I experienced it this week. And I still can listen to it and be like, yeah, this is fun. I don't hold any ill will to this song. I just see why this would never make it onto a B-side collection if you're already at 73 minutes. What I imagine happened with this song is that I feel like this probably came off of the self-titled. Just given the general overall feel of it. Because I think that even by anatomy, Thiessen and everybody had a little bit more of a handle on songwriting and composing as far as the music is concerned and that sort of thing. Yeah. And I think that this maybe got cut because they were like, well, we already have staples on here and some other heavy sort of feelings lyrically. And maybe that like Thiessen was just going through a thing at that time and was just writing all of this like specific sort of imagery. Right. Well, they had a real friend who is the story of Staples, who I have a lead on who that is. And I have sent them a DM and they have never responded to me. I sent it to them years ago. Wow. I was like, just wow. checking. Oh, Danny. What do you mean? Oh, Danny, we're from K podcast. If we're going to do the yeah, song no, Staples. Okay, we want to okay. get yeah, a yeah. word from the guy. Right, right. But anyway, <laughs> if that was a thought at the time, you know, there's more car crash imagery in this song, which is heavily in Staples, but exists in a bunch of other Reliant K songs. Right. But more specifically, like the imagery of being taken to a hospital and there's like, you know, being brought back to life. That specific imagery probably only exists in Staples, even though car crashes exist in a lot of other Reliant K. Yeah. This almost covers felt, and songs. Right. This almost felt like it was just like leftover lyrics from Staples that was like, what right. else can I do with these? Right. 
this is so you're saying staples and operation are like the true romance and natural born killers yes yes i am like where it's literally one is is use is is leftover ideas from the previous (laughs) that is exactly what i am saying so the lyrics are i need an (laughs) it says i need an but it's that like heavily uh roboticized voice i need a take me why am i singing it what is wrong with me (laughs) what have i ever gone to sing the lyrics I shocked myself by doing that. I've never got to sing the lyrics. Take me to a hospital. We've been married for 12 years. I've never once heard Danny sing. Ever. You've heard me sing as a joke. As a joke. You hear me sing like... I've never sincerely heard you like start something up like you were actually going to sing. I stood next to you in church plenty of times looking over at you with your mouth firmly clamped shut. Not even like mouthing along or nodding along to the words. Maybe if they played some radical tunes I would (laughs) sing along. Take me to a hospital because there's something wrong with my head. Take me to a hospital, because there's too much blood lost to tell. Now, right there is, like, right off the bat, uh, this is, like, almost a good enough Reliant K. Matt Thiessen lyric, but it gets lost in the translation. With this, with this blood imagery, this is the creepiest thing off of the creepy <laughs> That's EP. true. But the problem here is he says, take me to a hospital, because there's too much blood less, there's too much blood lost to tell now he's saying that that almost sounds like it rhymes but he doesn't take me to a hospital because there's too much blood to tell they don't rhyme and it sounds even it sounds like even less rhymey the way that they sing it and we'll talk about this keyboard in a little bit (laughs) but we're doing the lyrics right now Are you okay? Sorry. Take it to a hospital because I just blew out Jessica's eardrums. Are you okay? Yes. I'm so sorry. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> so anyway, you need a second? You do know <laughs> that what exactly happened right there was how I uh, ended up needing a second ear operation. (laughs) Don't spoil segment three, Jessica. Good girl, you're so pretty. (laughs) She came running over. Bring me to a hospital, because there's too much blood loss to tell. That doesn't even rhyme. But you can pronounce hospital, like you say tull, tell, tell. They don't even like properly announce the rhyme, Jessica's. I'm waving at April because she came over to check on me. <laughs> Take me to a hospital because there's too much blood loss left to tell. If I'll make it out alive, my body's got a war inside. Ooh, and that lets you know that he might not just be talking about a physical ailment. Right, COVID. The the bossy nurse, I talked to her. Now, right there, I don't think I ever knew that that's the lyric. Yeah, are they referencing Nurse Ratchet? Like the classic bossy nurse? 
right? The classic bossy nurse. I talked to her into getting a new doctor. (laughs) See, these rhymes are (laughs) awful. Someone who cares about me makes sense. Someone with patience for his patience. And it's like, oh, patience for his patience. Like, I feel like that's like, that's like surface level Matt Thiessen wordplay. Like, that's the one that gets, that's the one that gets thrown away. Like, that's warm up stuff. Like, patience for his patience. That's what I'm saying. We needed like a sixth draft of this song. Yeah, I need an operation. Oh, Lord, please operate. I need an operation. Renew the pride. Extract the hate. This is the only part that feels like this is the part you don't throw away. Renew the pride. Extract the hate. Oh, except for this part. I guess it's just the the phrase. I guess just the phrase renew the pride. Extract the hate. Like the way that rolls as he's singing it. And the nice message of that like extract the hate like the idea of god like being a doctor and he's extracting the hate from you like it's something just nice about that like i'm not saying it's the most poetic most beautiful thing i've ever heard but there's just something i enjoy about that visual that's funny because i actually really don't like that line (laughs) okay because then i really don't like the next line bring the color back into my cheeks I don't know why. I just don't think a Reliant yeah. K song, and it's not. A, it's not a butt thing. It's not a. It's what? not a. It's not a <laughs> but it's not just like because if I say I don't want a Reliant K song where he says the word cheeks, it's, I'm not talking about butt cheeks. It's not that. It's not the reason. I guess I would say if it's like a kiss your cheek. If it's a romantic thing of like a kiss, hold your cheeks or kiss your cheeks or grab you by the cheeks, <laughs> slap your cheeks. Then that would be one thing. But to say, the, bring the color back to my cheeks. Like, I feel like a better line there. And, uh, you know, fine for me to be arm, you know, armchair quarterback. Armchair quarterback 20 years later after he's already written and released this song and then tried to bury it. But I'm just like, bring the color back to my face. Would have been a better lyric. I just don't like the word, the way the word cheeks is in there. It's just weird. It's just okay. weird. Okay. Some people have a problem with sexy. You have a problem with cheeks. Yep. Alrighty. Because my flesh is wrong and my spirit's weak. I don't like that. Yeah, I don't like that either. I don't know. How is your flesh wrong? What does that mean? Yeah, my flesh I is wrong? I don't know. That's the thing. This whole verse, I'm like, unless let's, you're trans let's throw that and you out. aren't in, and your you, your body doesn't reflect who oh, you sure, feel that you could, are. I mean, that could work. That's yeah. clearly not what he's singing about. No, but that would make sense as absolutely in that acceptable. Context. I can't think of in a Christian context of thinking even from the fighting your your urges and you know fighting your sinful nature. How my flesh is wrong. I don't uh, you know like I don't think it's like it's like flesh like. That's like body dysmorphia. Like, that's that's like flagellation. Like, that's the worst side of it. Like, it's maybe your spirit leads you wrong or your impulses lead you wrong. But to say flat out, it's just my flesh is wrong. Like, I don't even see how that fits the typical theological ideas of sin that I've heard from Christian churches, whether I agree with them or not. Like, I don't normally hear your flesh is wrong. Right, I get that it's probably supposed to be like you've got a lot of cuts or burns or whatever, and so it's like, oh, my flesh is wrong. I, I think that's what they're going for. But I just, yeah, I'm not. I'm just not a fan of this little chunk. Uh, I need a room for this emergency. The ER would suit me perfectly with tubes and needles stuck into me. I'm on an envoy turn inside the IV like I don't even know what that means or if that's just what someone heard and they were the first ones to type it into the internet 
I th- so I'm just moving past that. I think my life just passed me by. Twenty years, an ugly sight. F- fuck off. <laughs> Twenty years. <laughs> it's just so funny when you hear songs where it's like. Twenty oh, years later, we're like, oh, yeah, twenty fuck years off to this song, but <laughs> it's like. I just, you know, I think I th- I think I felt even back then that when songs were like, like, oh, I'm 20. What am I going to do? Yeah, ew. It's I, just an ew. I, was, I, I think I always thought, because by then I already had rock stars and stuff that I knew that were in their 30s and 40s. So I'm like, well, I already like bands that are older than you and, and, and they seem to be doing okay. So what's your problem? <laughs> or if they're singing about prob- problems of being age- aged, then I'm like, well... They're, you know, they have more legitimate concern over you being 20. Uh, But God was there to get me through thin and thick. But there's so much thin, it makes me sick. That's a lyric that's okay. That's that's maybe a keeper. Maybe we put, because especially because he takes, but God was there through thin and thick. So he's already like inverted the common vernacular of through thick and thin. So you're already like, whoa, whoa, he's changing it up. And then he says, there's so much thin, it makes me sick. That's interesting. His life has been so difficult that it's like God's there through thick and thin, but most of my life is thin. You know what I mean? And then also saying thin and makes me sick brings to mind more hospital stuff like you're sickly and thin and everything. I do think that that's probably an idea that's probably a, you know, when he wrote that lyric, he's like, oh yeah, that fits. But I think you could take that line out and put it in a non God is a hospital song (laughs) (laughs) and it would still work. You don't need the connection to thinly and sick. You can just make a song about uh, God's there through thin and thick, but there's so much thin it makes me sick. That's, That's actually my favorite song is God is a Hospital. I want to be checked in all night long. <laughs> we already talked about Dropkick Me Jesus through the goalpost. Life. We talked about that one episode. As soon as you said that, it made me think of that song again. You're a football and God kicks you through the goalpost. What is it with you and the football metaphors today? <laughs> Have you ever watched a football game? Yeah, 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 yeah. The little bear in the car. I've seen those. <laughs> I know what football is. The little bear in the car. Oh, that's ballet. What? <laughs> Jessica, you left the water cooler Oops. on. Oops, you left your phone on. I I left the water cooler on. I'm referencing The Simpsons when Homer has to go to the ballet. Oh, okay. But then he doesn't go and he thinks the ballet is the little bear in Oopsie, the car. Sorry. And then he go and then Marge goes out with Ruth Powers instead. Sure, sure. And then they get into a Thelma and Louise style bit of fun. So, this speaking of fun, musically, yeah, this song's bouncy. It's a lot of fun. I don't think it's exactly like any other Reliant K song that was ever released on an album. There are definitely poppy, jumpy songs, but this kind of poppy, jumpy song, and it's not that dun, 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 dun thing that they do in a lot of right. their biggest poppy songs. And then this keyboard thing, which they did on, mm-hmm, what song is that? Is it this week the trend? No. Well, they also did it with In Love with the 80s, Pink Tux to the Prom, right. on two lefts. So, you know, they didn't do a lot of Moogie synth, but this is one example of a Moogie synth they did. And uh, Manic Monday. And Manic Monday, that's right. 
And there's like a little bit of, there's like, it's not guitar, guitar, <laughs> harmony, guitar, guitar, when it's harmony, but guitars, there's some harmony going on between the keyboard and the guitars. Like they're kind of playing the same, the same little thing along together. When I think of a lot of pop punk songs that do like a Moog lead, like a synthy lead, usually the synthy lead is, you know, its own melody that kind of drives the opening hook of the song. But in this case, the guitar is actually kind of like underneath, kind of like right nipping at the heels of this keyboard tune. So I would, you know, I was I was surprised to hear that again, because in my mind, this was always a very keyboard heavy, keyboard forward song. So then it's just some classic Brian Pittman, punky thick bass, some yeah. some of that skate punk thick bass. That's fun. But then we get into Reverb City. <laughs> I didn't write down a time a time code, and I don't know if it'll pick up over the uh, speaker in the. The, the Beatles last week. This week you're really pressing goatee to uh, slap a copyright strike on us. Right. I would be really surprised if like they're 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 watching the copyright of Operation Like a Hawk. But there's like one of the verses here. They just have the heaviest heavy. Now you mentioned it, the echo. It's like this super thick heavy reverb on the song and I'm like I feel like someone accidentally hit the slider up on the reverb and it's like no wait that sounds cool and I don't personally don't think it sounds cool like the the, the echo is so heavy oh where whatever I don't remember where it is here it is it's not picking up over the speaker in the room but if it's you- so disjointed let the hate bring the color back into my cheeks yeah like it feels so shoehorned it's a very shoehorned song overall yeah from the production to the lyrics like it's almost there like you said it was it's like it's an early draft and it just needed a couple more passes the first time i listened to this song this past week i was like is this like a demo like throwaway? And I'm like, okay, it's not on the demo. And then I'm like, this is so odd. You know, it just has like Maybe that, like, it just, it feels like the lyric, not musically, lyrically, the lyrics are off the demo. Musically, it feels a little bit more off the self-titled. Right. Like it's, it's here on the, on the creepy EP promoting anatomy and on first three gears, it's on the anatomy disc. So you'd think it's a cut track from Anatomy, yeah, but like, that doesn't necessarily mean it has to be. Right. It could be something that they started playing around with during the self-titled sessions. It could be something they mucked around in the studio with between records. It could be something that was like a de- that could maybe this is like a demo for Anatomy that they then or a tr- song that they just started tracking and working on. And then they said, you know what? Just stop working on it. <laughs> Just stop right there. Mm-hmm. It's like, this could sound better, but there's not enough here. And it's our most lyrically amateurish song on everything we're doing on this album. And that includes the song about Thundercats. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like, oddly, even that, like, it, they ju- it just feels like 
lyrically they're more mature and they've gotten into a little bit more of a groove by this point in their career yeah as a band it does classically sound like a b-side in the like regular rock and roll sense because it doesn't quite the more you listen to it the less it sounds like a reliant k song while it also sounds like a reliant k song it's like one of those things like keep saying a word until it loses all its meaning and everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, as I was listening to this song, sometimes I was like, are we sure this isn't like an All-Star United song or a Newsboys song? Like, it just sounds like some sort of like, this doesn't sound like the pop rock, pop punk band Reliant K that we know. This sounds to me like the punkiest song of a major CCM rock band. It just kind of has that slightly off feel that it's not exactly Reliant K. But like I said, sometimes I'll listen to this and be like, oh yeah, classic Reliant K. And sometimes I'll listen to it and be like, oh no, it doesn't sound like Reliant K. Now, when I first started listening to this song in this week, I did, I don't remember, sorry, which who called a couple weeks ago to ask if there's like, when you listen to an album, it takes you right back to a place. The first time I listened to Operation this week, I did kind of get taken back to a place. And that was driving with my friend Johnny to like random churches in the middle of Massachusetts in towns that I had never driven to and would never drive to again just because Reliant K was playing at a church there right and or similar bands or local bands that we knew and it would be like the only time i drive through that town ever in my life and a song like operation is such a deep cut that i remember that hearing this song specifically takes me back to that time nice yeah yeah but you know it's fun it's interesting it just yeah Oh, I'd on like that to same, know more about the story behind this song. Yeah. yeah, on that same sort of track of thought, you have talked before about how you like listened, you wore out Employee of the Month EP, the Employee of the Month EP. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, so I'm like, does that take you to that specific time when you were basically wearing that, that CD out? Yeah, probably. But I also listened to the Employee of the Month CD... The Employee of the Month CD also reminds me of, like, driving a... <laughs> what? It reminds me of going to work at Target. At my okay. first Target. What's so funny? I was giving you an honest the answer. Employee of the much. Month CD. What did I say? <laughs> That's what you said instead of the Employee of the Month EP. Well, it was a CD, Jessica. <laughs> it, was, it was cute. You just, you just squished them together. Yeah. Apologies for the table... Since uh, I have been editing, woo, uh, I'm like, oh man, this just like really bugs me. So I apologize. I did not get a chance this week to tighten the tighten screws. screws. I will uh, get under that table and be doing that before the next episode. Well, why don't we go do that? We're not really going to. But let's go do that <laughs> while we take our break and we'll be right back. We just want to take a moment to thank you for listening to Sadie Hawkins Pod. Whether you've been listening for a while or this is your first time, we want to hear your thoughts on this episode, your corrections, and your Reliant K memories at our voicemail line, which is 402-95-SADIE. And if talking on the phone isn't your thing, because I know it's not mine, and whose is it really, you can send us an email to sadiehawkinspod at gmail.com, or visit our socials at Instagram and Twitter, which are both at sadiehawkinspod. While there, you can also see the visuals we discuss on the podcast 
podcast each week. You can also visit sadiehawkinspod.com for easy access to all these links, as well as to our merch store for shirts, mugs, stickers, and more. We also want to thank our patrons at patreon.com slash sadiehawkinspod, who include Charity, Isaac, James, Kindle, Joshua, Timothy, Daniel, Jay, Eric, Joel, Connor, Michael, Samantha, Jimmy Eat Pod, This Might Be a Podcast, Tucker, and Brady. Join our Patreon now for two monthly bonus episodes, our entire backlog of bonus episodes, which include reviews of the case for karaoke songs and chapters of the complex infrastructure known as the Female Mind Book. You'll also get stickers, guitar picks, and a special Patreon-exclusive shirt when you've donated a lifetime contribution of $60. Ooh, that sounds like fun. Where can I sign up again? At patreon.com slash sadiehawkinspod. If you want to be a patron of the arts, the fine arts, the podcast arts, <laughs> there's one place to go. Sadiehawkinspod.com slash... Oh, wait, no, no, that's not it. I'm sorry, I'm Shut sorry, I panicked. So just looking at the, uh, so on my phone, I have a set of MP3s that I ripped from my copy of the Employee of the Month EP, and then I have MP3s that I downloaded from Torrent of the first three gears, and I can't tell that there was, if they're both, you know, accurate representations of what's on those CDs, I know that the Employee of the Month one should be, because I ripped that myself, uh, there's not any major recording differences or uh you know uh mastering differences that i could tell the first three gears definitely sounds a little fuller a little richer and that's to be expected any uh and i definitely didn't know this until like within the last several years when i listened to more music podcasts like b-side collections uh you know talk about relying k it gets a little it gets even more specific like we know they made edits to songs like uh for the band right but say a say a album like uh let it happen by mxpx like i know that uh you know they wanted part of the reason mxpx didn't like the fact that that album was first released is they didn't get to go in there and like tinker with any of those songs so sometimes b-side collections compilations and stuff first three gears burden the b-sides or whatever like they go in and they kind of make sure everything kind of matches tonally as much as it can, even if the music is very varied across, you know, different eras of a band or whatever, you still go in and you remaster it specifically for that release. So if this song, it clearly had some mastering touches for first three gears, but nothing like extravagant, like the gold mixes that we hear of albums two and three. Cool. You would be able to tell from our copy, my copy of First Three Gears, if we knew where it was. It's wherever my signed copy of the Apathetic EP is. I swear there's a big box of your CDs in the storage unit. Why don't you go work in the storage unit? I hate working (laughs) in the storage unit. But just looking at the cover of First Three Gears on my phone, there's like one Steve Cushman... It's like, you know, it's a bunch of, like, uh, photos all together in a collage. Like, you've opened a file of, of, of uh, Reliant K. Because there's, there's, like, a paperclip there. Because <laughs> I'm shaking my phone at you. Like, look at this. Look at this. Look at this phone. That, and you're just, you're tight with Stephen Cushman. Steve. Your buddy Steve. Yeah, my good old buddy SC. So SC's only got, like, one picture on here that really represents him. 
and lots of Dave, but like, what's up? What's up? Where's the Steve? And the Penguin's on there. Ooh, the Penguin gets to sit right by the K. But Steve Cushman, he's just kind of like shoved in a corner. Well, sure. You know, it's nice that they included him at all because he was part of the band for that first album. Yeah. They should include him. He's on a third of the collection. It's true. Yeah. Uh, So there's a Canadian grunge band called the Operation MD, formerly just the Operation. Okay. Uh, And both they and Reliant K have songs that Spotalike thought sounded like the acoustic version of Welcome to My Life by Simple Plan. Okay. Uh, Hope for Every Fallen Man Acoustic and Who I Am Hates Who I've Been Acoustic from Reliant K and Obvious by The Operation MD. One, two, three, four by The Plain White Tees is is also on that list. So Hmm. take that uh, as you will. Then we have song meanings. Okay. Because we've got we've got an early song, so we've got a couple yeah. of song meanings. RKTD on October 12th, 2002 said, "Someone who needs a revitalized soul SOLE is what this song is about. Peace. God bless all one word." Uh XAQ27 on November 29th, 2007 said, where the heck can I get this song? There are four replies to that. Uh, oh, that reminds me that we didn't talk about where can you get this song. You can only get it on YouTube. That's right. And I, I swear, we talked about this the last couple of weeks, but uh, and I, I know this for certain. You used to be able to get it on Apple Music. It was streaming on Apple Music because the first three gears was specifically uploaded to Reliant K on Apple Music. Now, David Park, who still has Apple Music, checked for us, and it is not on there anymore. But I know this, that it was still there in 2017, because when Sonic Mania was released, <laughs> Jessica okay. had a job that day, and I sat home all day and listened to the first three gears from beginning to end and played Sonic Mania. And that was the first time I had listened to those th- three albums, like, back to back to back, like, in years and years and years and it was that day where i was like a bunch of these songs i don't remember maybe we should do a podcast about this uh the heart render on january 13th 2010 oh three days after our wedding responded it's unreleased if you're lucky you'll run into a random person online kind enough to email it to you well it's not exactly true it was well on on so on january 15th uh one GYT responded, it's actually from the Creepy EP, which can be bought at, and then there's a link to a store. Uh, And then this person responded, the heart render said, well, there you go. I didn't realize you could buy the Creepy EP anywhere. That's odd because from all the links on the side, you can't ever get to the page to buy the Creepy EP. Yeah. Maybe they mean from Reliant K's official website? I'm not sure. Oh, maybe, yeah. Uh, Then Toby Hawkboys on September 2nd, 2010 said, it's also on the first three gears CD they've released. It's how I got it. Uh, And Toby Hawkboys also commented, unrelated, on September 2nd, 2010, I love this song. It's catchy and quite fun. Plus, it's a good message. So there we go. It's got a good message. Uh, none of these are actually what the song is about, but right on. None of these are the song meanings. But it's you know. about 
healthcare in America. Uh, really bummed also that this blog slash maybe student newspaper is no longer up as the Google site preview said, Reliant Case stirs up mosh pit at Houghton? Houghton? H-O-U-G-H-T-O-N. It's for a college. And wow. I was like, I really want to read this article. Wow. I was very bummed out that I couldn't. Uh, <laughs> it's like, who cares? <laughs> Reliant Case stirs up mosh pit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure at this place, they never when imagined a mosh pit. Reliant K out. ever stirred up a mosh pit? I mean, by... You've been going to them since basically the beginning. Yeah, they were kind of like push pits. Like, not mosh pits, <laughs> but like push pits. You know, there's like, yeah, like, it's not like anyone's gonna... It's not like anyone's gonna... It's not like a metal show or something, but yeah, like little little gentle Christian kids are gonna push each other around, bounce around. This is a bouncy song. Like I want to get into the pit to this song. Over on Jesus Freak Hideout, we have a review of the creepy EP. They gave it four stars. Oh, uh, album length six t- tracks, twenty five minutes, fifty nine seconds. Street date two thousand and one. They couldn't get that extra second for the sixty seconds. Mm. Reliant K's The Creepy EP marked a significant turning point in their early career. It foreshadowed the significant change in their maturity that would happen between their self-titled release and the anatomy of the tongue-in-cheek. Which I agree with. We've talked about how, I mean, musically, sonically, maybe not lyrically, (laughs) but like they definitely matured a lot between those two albums. Absolutely. The album opens with two popular tracks that would later be featured on tongue-in-cheek pressing on and those words are not enough two great songs that deserve the double dip following these is operation which almost made it onto tongue-in-cheek but was cut off at the last minute if you say so (laughs) are we getting inside info here that's good to know it's also a great song and one of the highlights of the ep after this is an acoustic take on the hit Softer to Me, which is actually better than the original. The true highlight of this EP, however, is the original demo for Jefferson Airplane, which was later re-recorded as Jefferson Airplane for Two Lefts Don't Make a Right, but Three Do. So that's very interesting that they're reviewing this EP that late, to be honest. Yeah. Because it- we talked about it with Jefferson Airplane, and I'm sure we talked about it with Softer to Me as well, but I had this EP from the time that it was released. So when Jefferson Airplane made its way onto Two Lefts, I was actually surprised. Oh, wow. This was actually written uh, and posted on February 14th, 2007. Oh, that's so late. so late. Because there's no way this was still in print. And on Valentine's Day, no less. (laughs) Where was this writer? Why wasn't this writer out out, uh, with their date on Valentine's? That seems really late because, like, I mean, I don't know if there's any information about how many copies of the Creepy EP were printed, but not that many. I just looked on eBay right now, and there's not a single copy for sale. And so, First Three Gears is already out by now. Right. Uh, this version is more acoustic and, in a lot of ways, better than the newer one. Closing the album is the back porch acoustic version of Pressing On. Also a great acoustic take on a great song where it actually sounds like they're recording it on a back porch, and they probably did. 
My only complaint about the EP, however, is that the last three minutes or so of pressing on back porch acoustic is just outdoor (laughs) sound effects after the song itself has actually ended. I think you read this when we talked about pressing on or something. Could be. Because that's not a a complaint worth making. It's an EP. It's an EP. You can stop it or whatever, but it's not like you're listening to an album. You know what I mean? Like if you're listening to a if you're listening to a f- half an hour or 50 minute album and then like 3 minutes is just like sounds of a backyard, yeah, I'd be a little annoyed. But if you put on an EP where you're not where you know you're going to have to get up and switch the CD after like 10-15 minutes, you can't complain cuz there's sound effects for 3 minutes. I think just by the amount of content you're getting, like you can't complain that much. Still overall, this is a very significant release with several rare gems that are definitely worth any diehard RK fans' time and cash. The CP showed fans that Reliant K was ready and able to mature and that they weren't going away anytime soon. It'd have been funny if they broke up in 2008 right after this got released. No, that would be horrible. Uh, currently, there are 98 operation jobs open and looking to be filled <laughs> in okay. Franconia, New Hampshire, on oh. Indeed, if anyone is interested. Okay. I definitely know the name of that town. Franconia. Let's see where that is. Let's see uh, if that's anywhere near where Soulfest <laughs> was. Then over on mcall.com. We have Ooh, that's, that's far. Morning Call. Reliant K has another big force behind Canada. it. Oh, wow. Okay. So imagine that... So, Jessica, imagine you and me drive to Fun Spot. Okay, yeah. And then we do that whole drive again, but continue driving north. Oh, wow. Okay. It's like double the length to Fun Spot. Fun Spot, the biggest arcade in, in the world, in America... I grew up going there, then it turns up in the movie King of Kong, and I'm like, yeah, I've been there. I saw, what's his name, the old dude with the beard and the referee shirt, who eventually got, like, disgraced in real life because he wasn't a very good ref. I saw him in real life just walking around there one time. (laughs) So. And and (laughs) Soulfest, which I talk about pretty often. Like half an hour away from Fun Spot, maybe yeah, half an hour. Reliant K has another big force behind it. But you would never, uh, you wouldn't leave Soul Fest because you're like, oh no, I can't go. Thousand, I'm, there's no way I'm going to get to 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 Fun Spot. You know, put in a couple games of Galaga and get t- back in time for Thousand Foot Crutch. I gotta st- I gotta stay here at Soul Fest. This is by Sean. Because Mo- <laughs> just kidding. This is by Sean Moeller. Quad City, Iowa Times, San Diego Union Tribune. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I'm not sure. Uh, On June 8th, 2005, at 3 o'clock a.m., there's a fine balance that has to be attended to when intermixing the spirituality of a higher power with rock and roll that isn't damningly mother-approved. In this case, father-approved and meant exclusively for the church retreat camp crowd. Those poor souls forbidden from listening to anything that even closely resembles the devil's music. Okay, they're being ironic. Okay. Singing about grace. Sincere for a second. (laughs) Singing about grace and redemption and meaning the capitalized version of he, every time it comes up in a lyric, has a certain stigma attached to it that can make it. Especially when it's not actually capitalized in the lyric book. Can make it poison 
to those who'd rather worship away from the stereo. Few bands have been able to sound attractive enough to the non-denominational that they'd bob their heads regardless of content. But Canton, Ohio-based pop-punk band Reliant K has more than found its happy place in the discriminatory world of music and pop culture with its latest release and first on the monolith capital records mm -hmm. they make it sound like such a vast achievement i feel like (laughs) dozens of christian i feel like not just christian but lots of lots of artists cross over from other things all the time it's wholesome for sure no cursing innuendos or undertones oh just wait until you get to collapsible lung <laughs> but it's sneaky about it the christian messages are cloaked making them mess making them messages just like any other it's a less obvious record than the band's three previous releases have been or so it seems from the outside but what does that mean it's a less obvious record like they hit it like you can't tell it's right. a cd until you open it up <laughs> Like, oh, this, is, this isn't a CD. This is a box of pizza. Oh, it's a CD. This was a less obvious record. But lead singer slash guitarist Matt Thiessen says his faith is more evident than it's ever been. I feel like the spirituality content is even more potent on the new record. I think it might be more hidden, but there's more of it. And I feel that that's the way spirituality can be, he said from the band's tour bus as it neared Atlantic City, New Jersey, a place where he admitted he'll mull mull playing a little roulette. Stuff doesn't have to jump out at you all the time. It can be in the grain. This, the band's fourth full length, was latched onto quickly, selling 51,473 copies in its first week last November and debuting at number 15 on the Billboard 200 albums chart. It's well on its way to joining Two Lefts Don't Make a Right, but Three Do as the group's second consecutive album to be certified gold. That 2003 album also garnered a Grammy nomination for Modern Rock Album of the Year, just off a huge arena tour of second tier cities with mega punks, Good Charlotte, and Simple Plan. How dare you call Orlando a second tier city? That's, wow. Rude. You were at that show. That's ridiculous. The seven-year-old band's set to tap into a whole other niche of fans when it plays all the nooks and crannies of North America on the dehydrating two-month Vans Warp Tour. Well, it's very important to hydrate. We're looking at the Warp Tour and we're shaking out of our boots, Tyson said, of the long drives, longer days, and being in unfamiliar surroundings. We've never done Warped before. I'm not even sure if we were asked to do it last year. We're not really... (laughs) I'm not even sure if we were asked to do it this year. We just showed up. (laughs) We're not really scared, but we just want to be really respectful of the festival and not make anybody mad. We kind of feel like the freshmen, so we want to be real cool and slip in the back door. Over the years, Tyson, bassist Matt Hoops... (laughs) And drummer Uh-oh. Dave Douglas <laughs> have toured with God-fearing Still Switchfoot. Not a, is that is that better or worse than that time? What was that called? What's that website where it's like, do you agree with our list? And you never agree with their list. What's that called? Watch Mojo. Watch Mojo. Do you remember I found a Watch Mojo of all things a Watch Mojo video 
where they interviewed Reliant K and it's like it shows John Warren and then it and it freeze frames on him and it says John Schneck. <laughs> that was a very, very that was one of the first things we ever found on the podcast. Uh, have toured with God-fearing Switchfoot, and they've shared a long-distance admiration for what tattooed Washington State punks MXPX have stayed true to far more than a decade. On mm-hmm, the band received guest vocals from recently born-again super drag singer John Davis to go along with some of the biggest and hookiest choruses Teeson's ever written. Wait, what? When did John Davis work with them? On mm-hmm. Did I, did we ever, did John Davis work on mm-hmm? I think we talked about it oh. at some point. Huh. Uh, they're the kind, they're the kind that Bowling for Soup has a, has made a recent living off of, and the sort that Rivers Cuomo has been trying unsuccessfully to capture since Weezer released Pinkerton all those years ago. Switchfoot? Have always been big brothers to us, Tyson said. We all feel like we belong in the same place. And with MXPX, I've always liked how they've kept doing what they do. They aren't afraid to rock, but the subtlety's there too. Well, apparently John Davis did... We've probably talked about this before. But John Davis did uh, vocals on Let It All Out and When I Go Down. I feel like we've brought this up before. Yeah, but I don't remember that he wrote any songs on it. It said song. Oh, it said song. You know, you can't expect me. No, no, don't go back. I was already ready to move on to (laughs) casinos. Will hate you for doing it, but this is not cheating. Let's think. What could be the? What could? What? Which? Which could it be? Could it be that I wasn't (laughs) listening to you, (laughs) or could it be that you said it wrong? It's obvious that it's. I wasn't listening. I try my best. I try my best. Super drag singer John Davis to go. Um, the band received guest vocals from recently okay. born again super drag singer John Davis to go along with some of the biggest. Well, you're super dragging me under the bus. I agree. I super drag you on. You know, I don't think I drag you under the bus as much nowadays as much anymore. I just talk over you. But you now you're super dragging me. It's cool. You just talked over my slip up. So thanks, Dan. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and then I have like a posting for Tyson out for Wonder Slam, Winter Wonder Slam. That I don't know if we need to talk about it or not. It came from Female First uh, co uk uh, from two thousand nine. Reliant K were forced to complete their U.S. tour without frontman Matt Tyson after he quit the road due to a family emergency. Tyson pulled out of the remaining dates of the band's Winter Wonder Slam last week upon hearing. His mother had suffered a serious heart attack. Hmm. Reliant K's manager, Kevin Spellman, says it is with great sadness to report that Matt's mother suffered a severe heart attack Monday evening. Matt flew home to be with his family and at his mother's side as she undergoes quadruple bypass surgery. We truly appreciate your understanding and prayers during this heavily emotional time. Tyson addressed his family situation on Wednesday, taking to his Twitter.com page to assure fans that his mom's operation had gone well. He wrote... Pretty sure the doctor fixed my mommy. My heart feels better now, too. Reliant K rounded up their live shows with House of Heroes, Tim Skipper in Tyson's Place. The tour ended in Phoenix, Arizona on Sunday. And that's what I have for Operation. Nice. Do, do you see why the last one popped up? Yeah. In the deep dive this week? I okay. do see that. 
I've, I hope that all worked out because, uh, yeah, <laughs> there's been a lot of stuff like that in my life recently, so I understand. Um, well, would you believe, Jessica, that there are no covers <laughs> of Operation by Reliant you K? You don't say. There are no live performances that I saw. I wouldn't be like, I wouldn't die on the hill to say if Reliant K ever did or didn't play this song live at like some random show in 2002 where there was definitely no cameras around. Like it's it's plausible, but there's no proof of it ever having happened. So the only thing I really have is this rave DJ I made while you were reading your stuff. We'll see how this turns out. <laughs> what do you think I did? I made it while we were talking about the episode, while we were recording. That's so Raven and Operation? Oh, darn. I definitely <laughs> should have done that. <laughs> yes, nice, of course. <laughs> Fun. <laughs> this this is interesting. Yeah. Oh oh wow! Okay. <laughs> it just took a turn. <laughs> it oh, they had to slow down. Tiny carnival at first. Yeah, so. they had to. It had to slow down the Reliant K song. To be fair, this song was not mentioned on that list. It was just that the band, the Operation MD, also happened to have a song on there. Let's just hear this first part again. (laughs) Yeah, it just sounds like a merry-go-round's gone sort of a bit haywire. Well, I will uh, try to get the That's So Raven one going while we play the next thing. I don't even know what the That's So Raven uh, theme song sounds like. Now, I mean, a couple years ago, I learned for the first time ever that she has magical powers. I had no idea. (laughs) That's the premise of the show. I had no idea. I, it's in the theme song. You showed me some meme, like, this is probably five years ago, so it wasn't recent. But you showed me some meme where, like, the camera zooms into her eye and then something funny is, like, happening and it zooms back out. And she's like, yeah. And I was like, what is, I don't get And you thought it was the funniest thing. And I'm like, I don't, I don't get it. Because she sees the future. Yeah, I was shocked. I thought it was just, like, any of those, like, teen shows i just you know you tell me wizards of waverly place like yeah they got magic powers there's a wizards of waverly place i get it if you told me hannah montana had magic powers i'd be like what <laughs> she already has to live a double life and now she has magic powers <laughs> i had no idea that that's, so that's why she has powers. to live the double, double <laughs> life down so um there is this one music video that we watched together earlier it's the only fan music video <laughs> in her song it's got 42 views. It supposedly was uploaded in 2015. And Jessica and I already watched it together. And we're like, there's no way this was shot in 2015. No, because already it's very compressed. Looks like, you know, a, f- a far smaller camera, you know, and, yeah. and pixel like sort of camera shot. And, they're, and they all just look like they're from Flavortown. <laughs> <laughs> 
all their haircuts and their shirts they just look like they're from Flavortown. they i have a hard time believing this was shot anytime after 2008 yeah plus that would make sense for like they get one of them buys the first three gears and gets it there because like yeah one of them could have the creepy ep but i don't know so, so the we're guessing is, like 0506 somewhere in there yeah but 0708 you know that would make sense so it's basically like this youth group room clearly this youth group room with a tile floor and because there's just a poster on the wall that says god <laughs> and it's just a picture of god right and it's just some kids running around oh and they got like a pub tv up on the wall like you know this oh yeah there's a tube tv on the wall so it couldn't be 2015 right I mean, it could still be there. You know what I mean by a pub TV, right? right? Like one of those TV that's on TVs that's on a wooden, a wooden, a metal. It's arm. not a flat screen. No. Is what is what you're trying it's an, to It's a CRT convey. television. It is, yeah. Up on the wall, um, and there's more Christian art on the wall, and it's definitely some sort of you know shared school or church space, and they're just going around trying to uh, help this kid who came in pretending to have a heart attack. And they, like, lift him up on a table and they start trying to cut him open with saws. And but in a cutters. very goofy way. They're having trouble picking him up off the floor. Yeah. They're, like, trying to pick him up the wrong way. And he's just laying there uncomfortable. And It's a real comedy of errors. They're not paying attention to him. He's, like, writhing in pain. And it goes over to the supposed doctors and they're like, eh, I don't care. And Jessica made fun of me because, uh, yeah, just because I look like this kid. Whatever. <laughs> I was like, the only thing that makes me look like this kid is what he's wearing, what his hair looks like, his shoulders, his face, his shoes, his pants, the way he acts. <laughs> he looks like, just because he looks like me in 2008 doesn't mean you need to like point that out. He doesn't look like you in 2008. He looks like you in 2005. He looks like me in 1995. <laughs> From 1995 to 2005. R.I.P. that Danny look. You, you know what happened? what you I got this married. girl <laughs> this girl came along and uh suddenly <laughs> well that our that's so raven thing is still still going so i'll play one other song there's lots of stuff i know of that has the word you know lots of music and bands and stuff that have the word operation in them but i just think think of this one song This is They Might Be Giants with Let Me Tell You About My Operation. Oh, wow. And it's like I was enjoying it. Song. Then you said They Might Be Giants. And now I'm like, oh. Oh, now I would have figured it out who it was. <laughs> it's nice, though, right? It's a jazzy number. Like You like jazzy numbers. And it's funny because he's like, let me tell you about my operation. He's not actually singing about an operation. It's more They Might Be Giants abstract than that. But it's just funny to think some old jazzy guy who's like, let me tell you about my sciatica. Right. It's funny. Sure. So, Jessica, what do you think of the song, Let Me Tell You About My Operation by They Might Be Giants? Do you like it more the same or less? <laughs> I had no idea it existed until five seconds ago, and... <laughs> well, tell me. I can already tell you it's one of my my... My favorite They Might Be Giants songs. <laughs> they have a couple of... They, I think they have like three or four jazzy numbers. Here's uh So actually, let's listen to this. This is called K-Channel. Oh, 
So I want to because rave DJ will try to like grab random words out of the different the two YouTube videos you mash up. Okay. So it clearly did a really bad job by taking the K from Relyn K and the channel from Disney Channel (laughs) out of the YouTube titles. (laughs) I think it did just the right job, Dan. I'm blowing your eardrums out again. My God, this is chaos! This is chaos, is. especially if you see what's happening visually in oh, that wow, yeah. theme song. You're really working on ear operation number three. <laughs> this is a nightmare. <laughs> okay, so Jessica, what do you yes. think? I'll tell you what I think of the theme song to That's So Raven. I definitely like it more. I'd never heard it. <laughs> uh, and I think I like the song about the same. I wouldn't say less. I wouldn't say more. I think I like Agreed. it about the same. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. So uh, hopefully. Oh, we didn't talk about our histories with operations. Oh, well. Oh, well. Oh, well. You'll have to subscribe to Patreon Oh, I'll we'll do a special Patreon episode talking about our history of operations. <laughs> Did someone have a colonoscopy about eight years younger than it's recommended? (laughs) Who could it be? If it was one of us, could it be me? Could it be Jessica? Find out on patreon.com slash Sadie Hawkins pod.